podcast. My name is Wendy Hummel and it's Tactical Tip Tuesday where I share a tip, tool, or dose of inspiration for your week. This week I want to talk about something probably because it's something I need to hear myself. As the saying goes, we teach what we most need to learn. And this couldn't be more true for me right now. Lately, I've been thinking a lot about perspective and connection, and the timing couldn't have been more perfect for a class that I'm enrolled in with my full-time job based on the concepts of positive psychology. So many things have been swirling around in my brain over the past four days, and really before that, and I appreciate the time that I've had during this class to, to slow down and reflect, which I haven't had much time to do lately. I've been traveling a lot for my full-time job, Western Kansas, Ohio, Virginia, presenting and teaching at various conferences in person and virtually and at my own agency. I have the opportunity and great pleasure of talking with so many great people, those who wear the badge with pride. And one thing has really stuck out to me. It's that we all struggle. We all suffer. And most of us, and I say most of us because there are those of us that have kind of numbed out our emotions entirely, which is a topic for another day. But most of us experience joy, anger, grief, disgust, and all the spectrum of all the different emotions. And although our circumstances are different, the one thing stands out and remains steadfast. It's that we're all connected. Whether we choose to be open to this or not is another story. There's no need to do this career or really this life alone, but so many of us do that. And I can be guilty of this myself. We're the first to offer a helping hand It's what we do, but when it comes to reaching out and receiving support ourselves, many of us refuse and we choose to go it alone. In the Stoic philosophy, there's a concept called sympatheia. And if you're not familiar with the philosophy of Stoicism, you can refer to episode 10 where I interviewed Bill Morrow, the author of The Stoic Cop. Stoicism reminds us that we don't have influence over many things over the external. But, and therefore, they shouldn't impact the way that we live our life and how we experience the world. But also reminds us, too, that life is impermanent. It's ever-changing. So why do we even bother caring? And this is where I think a lot of people misunderstand Stoicism as the philosophy of apathy. Marcus Aurelius, a famous Stoic philosopher, summed up the spirit of Stoicism when he said, Everyone is part of something bigger than ourselves. And the universe made rational creatures for the sake of each other, with an eye towards mutual benefit based on the value and never for harm. Not merely focusing on just your own problems and whether they're big enough to be an actual burden, but we're part of something bigger. In other words, we are all connected. This is sympathia, the affinity of parts to the organic whole, mutual interdependence and sympathy. In the first responder profession, We claim sisterhood and brotherhood. We refer to each other as family, yet at times we can be our own worst enemies. I had a dispatcher on my show tell me that they use the phrase eating their young, referring to how the experienced dispatchers treat the newer, younger ones. We have to remember to help and not harm each other and make our world stronger, united, and collaborative, not divisive. I've said it before on this podcast, I'll say it again, and I will keep saying it. We are all wired for connection. It's innate in our physiology. Our nervous system pumps out this hormone nicknamed the cuddle hormone, oxytocin. When we experience stress, it's a stress hormone. 
to act in the contrary goes against our very nature. Not only is this concept evident with stoicism and our nervous systems, but Maslow put this in his hierarchy of needs. And recent neuroscience theory has said that belongingness, love, and relationships to others actually trumps our basic needs of food, water, warmth, and rest. We also find this concept in yogic philosophy. Yoga means union or connection. Yoga philosophy talks of four paths to yoga. All have their place, all overlap. Karma, bhakti, jhana, and raja. This translates into service, devotion, knowledge, and control of the mind and ego. These four paths can be compared to different strands that are woven together to make the same rope. Each strand supports the others and is strengthened by the others. So you can see how each of these are important, but the path of karma yoga really resonates with me personally and makes sense given my chosen profession. Karma yoga is all about service and action. So many cops and first responders get into this work for this very reason. Karma yoga is the warrior's path. Karma translates into action without attachment to the outcome. Karma yoga is a selfless service when we cease to identify with the ego, which is a challenge for all of us. Karma yoga is doing the right thing. It's integrity, following your purpose without expectation of anything in return. This is why karma yoga is referred to as the warrior's path. It's perfectly paired for a career in policing, public service. I know of no other group of people who are more selfless. Part of this path includes proactively building and maintaining a healthy body and a healthy mind. Having the ability to take insults, compliments, pain, and comfort equally. The warrior path embodies adaptability, patience, and resilience. In a time where so many in our professions are increasingly suffering health issues at younger ages, inflammatory diseases are manifesting earlier, chronic pain, sleep deprivation, anxiety, autoimmune disorder, and the list goes on. A career of service can take its toll. Let's face it, we are set up for failure and we're already working against ourselves due to our career choice, but yet we still do it. As the Stoics say, focus on what you can control. We obviously can't help our shift work, our late calls that lead to overtime, our workforce shortages as of late, negative coworkers, bad bosses, and of course the nature of the work that we do. But we can control our response, our habits, doing better for ourselves, our families, our agencies and communities at large. We are all connected, we're all one. Sympathia, Karma Yoga, Maslow, and neuroscience all tell us the same thing that our ancestors knew. It's never a better time to remember and apply to our day-to-day lives. We are better together. As one of my teachers says, remember, reach out when you tweak out. You don't have to go it alone. A few brief announcements. I'm going to be offering a free talk. I call it Wired and Tired on Zoom on November 30th. It's going to be on Zoom Live. After just a brief discussion uh, about sleep, I'm going to lead what's called a yoga nidra practice. It's one of my favorites. It's a guided relaxation practice that's known to help reduce anxiety, improve sleep, alleviate muscle tension and pain, and settle the nervous system. Also, if you're interested in my Radical Resilience program, Um, and you're interested in building in more resilience and adaptability into your physiology, 
by optimizing the rhythm of your daily habits, want to tap into your unique purpose and potential and learn these habits in a dynamic group setting where you're going to be connected to others that are like-minded. Today, I discuss the path of karma yoga or service. And this path requires warriors to build and maintain a healthy body and a healthy mind. We talk a lot about healing trauma and overcoming adversity on this show. And this isn't one dimensional. Learning and integrating holistic habits that include nutrition, rest, mindset, easeful living, and more are part of that big picture. Radical Resilience empowers you with the knowledge and practical tools to thrive and heal. And the best part is that you don't have to do it alone. If you're interested in either one of these, I'd love to hear from you. So reach out at wendy at bluelineyoga.com. Thank you.